so we're here today with Farouk. Uh, we may have Jeff joining us in a little bit, but as we said, we're going to be talking about something that affects really all of us from time to time. And that is that there are times when we get distracted. And we're going to specifically talk about this in the context of your improving your speech. So taking the self-study, doing the coaching, you're going to find that there are times where you just get off track. Sometimes it's because you're feeling lazy and you just don't feel like doing the work. Other times it may be because uh, something has happened in your life. Something has happened with work or with your family, and that causes you to get distracted and get off track. There may be other times where you just uh, don't feel motivated, right? And so you start losing momentum. And so you stop doing the practices or you stop uh, listening to the audio or watching the videos. And so you start to slide back and start getting off track. And then there are times where you get discouraged because maybe you're not seeing results as quickly as you would like. Okay, so that can cause you to get off track. This has happened to all of us. There's been plenty of courses that I've taken that I still have. Sometimes I can't even find the links to get into these courses, things that I've started and never really completed them. So once again, this can happen to all of us. But when it comes to your speech, it's very important that you stay on track because this is the only way you're going to get traction, get momentum and improve your speech. And as you know, when you improve your speech, you're also improving the rest of your entire life, your social life, your personal life. Uh, you're going to be improving your income and everything. So I'm going to be sharing with you basically two tricks, two techniques that you can begin to use immediately. And these are tricks that I use basically every day to make sure that I get stuff done. Okay. So how many of you, and if you can type this into the chat box, how many of you have ever uh, started a course or started a program and gotten off track, right? Gotten off track. So you started and then all of a sudden you found that a day went by, a couple of days went by and you didn't do the exercises uh, or you stopped listening. You started to slide back. What happens is when this happens, you can start to feel a little guilty and you can feel bad and you can feel like, man, you know, I haven't been doing this for a few days or a week. I'm so far behind. I might as well just stop. Right. So this happens to a lot of people. So has this happened to you? If it has, I'd like for you just to go ahead and type in the chat box. Yes, this has happened to me. And if you will type how it made you feel. Did you feel uh, guilty? Did you feel discouraged? Did you feel angry at yourself for investing time and money? Uh, just to give me an idea of how that made you feel. Okay. Go ahead and type that into the chat box for me. So these two tricks, I'm going to talk about the first one, and then we'll have Farouk share some of his thoughts about this. These two tricks that I'm going to share with you are super effective in helping you get back on track or stay on track. Now, here's the thing. We all have a different uh, time, if you will, during the day when we are most effective, right? Right, where we can be the most productive. 
So one of the important things is that you figure out when your prime time is. When are you the most effective? When are you awake? When do you have the most energy and willpower? For me, it's not early in the morning. So I try not to do a lot of stuff and I try not to plan and, and try to make myself do a lot of stuff early in the morning because I simply won't do it, right? So some of you have to do certain things in the morning. That's okay. But try to plan your day so that the critical work, the most important work, you're doing it during your prime time. So you want to keep this in mind. So the first trick that I want to share with you is something that I call the cat technique, right? And it's really, there's, there should be two T's here. Let's call it the cat technique. And then many habits. Okay, these two things are going to go together. So let me share them with you. The cat technique is what we call a continuous action technique. So it's what you do to get yourself started. So I'm going to give you some specific examples. Let's just say that you're supposed to be listening to audio. You're supposed to do some free flow speaking practice or modeling practice, and you just don't feel like it, right? So what you do is you trick yourself into getting started. And I do this all the time. So I won't feel like doing something. I'll just say, okay, let me, and here's something that I want you to remember. Let me just get started. Let me just get started. Okay. Let me just get started. So that means if there's a course that I need to be working on, I just don't feel like it. I say, let me just get started. Let me just go open it up on my computer. That's all. That's all I have to do for now. So I'll just go open it up on my computer, right? Now, what happens is once I get started, I'm building momentum, continuous action. Then I might feel like, well, let me just open up a module and take a look at it, right? So you see where I'm going. Continuous action, right? I'm, 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 I've started the ball rolling. I'm getting some momentum now. So then I take the next small step and I say, okay, let me just take a look at this module real quick. I'm not necessarily going to do anything with it, but let me just take a look at it. And I take a look at it and I go, okay, well, now I might as well just do a little bit. Let me just spend a couple of minutes, right? A couple of minutes looking at this. And so before you know it, you've built momentum, right? You are working on continuous action, right? Continuous action. So the first part of this is to just tell yourself, let me just get started. Let me just pull up the audio or let me just say the first part of the modeling. Let me just do a little bit of the free flow speaking, okay? So by getting the ball rolling, by starting the momentum going, what you're gonna find is that you will be able to get started and actually accomplish more than what you thought, okay? So the key here is not to think about, right, or to anticipate, in a sense, all the work that you think you have to do. Well, I gotta do, I gotta spend 30 minutes on this, I gotta spend 45 minutes on this, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. 
I'm going to also share with you another part of this in the many habits, but just tell yourself, I just need to get started, which is much easier than I just need to spend 30 minutes or 45 minutes. These little tricks can be the difference between your accomplishing your goals, improving your speech and improving your life, and not, right? This one little trick, the cat technique, let me just get started, is one of the things that can help you get started, build momentum, and get more things done. Now, the second part of this has to do with what we call the many habits. In fact, there's at least a few books out there, and I have almost all of them on many habits, atomic habits, small steps, and all of those. And basically what this says is that you take a habit that you want to build. It could be a skill that you want to learn. And you break it down into its smallest parts, right? Its smallest steps. And you focus on the steps, right? And you say, okay, I'm just going to, for example, spend one minute looking at this, just one minute. And once I've completed that one minute, I can spend more time, but I don't have to. At least I've done the one minute or the two minutes, whatever time it is that you want. So the important key here is for you to develop the habit of practicing or of listening to the audio or watching the video, right? It's not how much time you spend initially that matters. Now, that does matter ultimately and eventually, right? But it's you're starting, beginning the habit of practicing, of watching, of listening, of doing whatever. Because once you develop the habit, even if it's just for one or two minutes, then it's very easy for you to expand the amount of time that you're doing something. Now, does this make sense? So you basically tell yourself, let me just get started. The second thing is you, you look at just a minimum amount of time. And again, it could be one minute or two minutes. And you think about, okay, I just need to build the habit of doing these one or two minutes every day. Now, understand that because of Hebb's law, right, because of how you and I fire and wire in new habits and new skills, the more time you spend, the more repetition, the more consistent you are, the more those neurons that represent whatever habit, whatever mindset, whatever skill you want to build, right? The more those neurons fire together, the faster and the stronger they wire together. Okay. So it's up to you in terms of how quickly and how strong you want to build these new habits. Because if you do, then you want to, you want to eventually immerse yourself. So I want you to think of it like uh, going to the beach. And I've used this analogy before, but you go to the beach and you can dip your toe in the water or you can put your feet in the water and you can just stay there and just let the water wash over your feet. But ultimately, if you want to really get wet, if you want to immerse yourself, you've got to wade out. You have to keep moving out into that water until it's wherever you want it to be. So you can do that, but you eventually have to get moving, right? Now, another way is you can go to the pier and you can just jump in and immerse yourself. So that's another way. Some people do that and that works for them. But you can't just stay on the edge and keep your feet wet 
and expect for your whole body to be immersed because that's simply not going to happen if you just stay there. So just spending one minute or two minutes doing something eventually is not going to help you very much. But initially, it may be the only way you can get started and start building momentum. Okay, so don't ignore this trick of just getting started and spending a minimum amount of time practicing and so forth. So Farouk, have you experienced uh, kind of getting started, getting distracted, getting off track? Tell us a little bit about your experiences and I know that you and I have talked about this before. Uh, yeah, Michael, sure. So first of all, hi to everyone who has joined here. And I hope you guys are enjoying this webinar. This is going to be, and this is a very, very important discussion that you guys are having right here. So yes, uh, me too, uh, experienced it. Also in the rest of the areas of my life, but especially while I was working on my speech. So what happens, what happened with me and what I've seen happening with most, if not all of the people who are working on their speech, maybe with this system or maybe somewhere else, is that at the start, when they get started working on something, they are very excited about it. So they are very excited about it. Hey, I want to work on my speech. I want to change my speech and all. And at the start, because they are very excited, they start to really work on their speech more and more. And they start to see more and more improvements and results. But after a while, what happens is that I've also seen it with various of my clients. What happens is that life gets in the way. Like something gets in the way. Maybe they have a lot of work. Maybe they have something in their family. Or maybe their speech is not their first priority. So at the start, as I said, they are very excited. But after some time, life gets in the way. But even after life gets in the way, if, if a speech is your first priority, like you would find a way to work on this speech. You would find a way to work on it if it's your priority. And I often tell my clients as well, that working on your speech is just like going into the gym and working on your physical. So as Michael said, it's very important that how much you do each day, but even what's more important is that you do each day. So for example, if you talk about the gym, if you go into the gym one day a week and if you work out for five hours and the rest of the week, you're not working out, you're not going to see consistent amount of changes in your physique. Rather, if you were only working out half an hour, but you were doing it every single day. Now, that is where you will start to see those changes and improvements in your speech. So even on days where you feel like, I have a lot of work, I have to do this, I have to do that. As Michael said, just find a way to get into it. Like, let me just work on my speech for one minute. Let me just work on my speech for five minutes. And as Michael said, once you make yourself work for a minute, once you make yourself work for three to four minutes, your mind would want to work more and it might make you more work more on your speech. So at the start, even if you don't have half an hour, if you don't have an hour, start off with five minutes, with six minutes, and then build your way up to half an hour. Or an hour. But it's very important that you build that momentum initially because if you don't build that momentum initially, it might be harder for you in the long run. So make sure that uh, you are doing all of the things on every single day. And as Michael said, that uh, it's very important that you do every day. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, 
you can still hear me okay, right? Yes, okay. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about you. You brought up something that I wanted to mention that's, uh, that's really good. And that is uh, something that we call the placebo effect, the placebo effect. And this is a very real effect and you can use it, especially when you get started, right? You can use it, especially when you get started. So it tends to happen when we are excited about something, right? You just get started with the program, coaching, you're excited. And so because you're excited and because you believe that this is going to work for you, you tend to build up a lot of momentum very, very quickly. And you tend to start seeing results pretty quickly, right? And it's because you feel kind of confident and you believe that it's going to work. And so it does work. Uh, this is not fake. This is, this is a very, very real effect. So what I tell my clients is use that placebo effect, right? Use that momentum when you get started to keep going and to build the habit every day of practicing, even if it's a little bit. Now, what happens if you get off track, right? If you get off track, then again, just say, okay, you know what? I haven't been practicing for a week or for whatever. Let me just jump back in and just, just get started. So don't feel like, well, I haven't been practicing for a week. I haven't been practicing for two weeks. Uh, I'm completely off track. And so I might as well just stop or quit. No, just get started with a minute or two minutes or three minutes. Okay. Uh, don't let the fact that you got off track keep you off track. Okay. So this is important because we all, from time to time, will get off track. We all will get distracted. We'll all get discouraged. The thing is that you keep going no matter what. All right. So this is the first trick. It's called the cat technique. You tell yourself, let me just get started. You tell yourself you're just going to spend one minute or two minutes, whatever the number is, whatever the time is, um, so that you don't feel like, oh my God, this is too much, or I just don't feel like doing it. Now, this is something that, that I can do. I can do a minute. I can do two minutes, right? And so you do it. The second technique that we're going to talk about has to do with <clears throat> using transition time. And I actually have a video that I created for my students and coaching clients that I'm going to send out to you complimentarily. Okay, I'm going to send it out to you. And this is extremely powerful, it's an extremely powerful trick, if you will. So what do you think I mean when I say use transition time? Uh, I'm going to explain it, of course, but go ahead and type into the chat box what you think I mean when I say use transition time to practice or to get things done. Okay, so just type what you think I mean by transition time into the chat box. And as you do, I'll just go ahead and start to explain it. Basically, when we're talking about transition time, we're talking about the time in between your daily activities. So for many people, if they have to commute to work, that's transition time. Uh, if you are cleaning up the house, washing dishes, vacuuming the floor, 
exercising. Many of my clients have listened to audio when they were exercising. If you have to walk someplace, so driving, walking, cleaning. Some clients have put on the videos or audios. You don't have to watch the videos. You just put them on in the background while they were working. So some of you have jobs where you don't always have to have 100% of your attention on what you're doing, right? You can have a degree of attention on the task, right? You can have a degree of attention on the task, but you can have something playing in the background. So many of my clients have done that. Some of you are not able, but some of you can. And if you can, do it. You don't have to just sit down and stare and watch the videos. I recommend listening to audio more than watching videos. Now, some of you like to watch the videos, and that's okay. Watch the videos. It's important because when you watch the videos, you are paying more attention. You can also pick up the visuals, right, which is important. So I'm not saying don't watch video. But what I am saying is build the habit of listening to audio because you'll consume a lot more content if you listen than if you watch because you can listen while you're driving. You can listen while you're doing other things. You don't have to feel like, okay, I got to sit down and watch this video. To tell you the truth, I actually don't like watching a lot of videos. Even though I create a lot of videos, I don't really like watching videos. So if I have a course, I will watch them, but it's really hard for me to watch the videos, which is part of the reason why I haven't completed as many courses as I should, because I don't like watching videos. So I find a way to listen to it, or hopefully it's short, and so I can watch it. So I have to work around my <laughs> distaste for it, dislike for watching a lot of videos. And you may be the same, and that's perfectly okay. That's why we have the entire course in an audio version on a separate SoundWise mobile application that you can get. Okay, So create the habit of listening to audio during what someone said, downtime, during your transition time. I listen to a lot of audio before I go to bed and while I'm sleeping, sometimes it's playing. Or I'll set it on the timer for 45 minutes. I'll listen to audio first thing in the morning. Sometimes I listen to audio as I'm driving or as I'm walking or exercising or something like that. So use transition time. Use transition time to get a lot of stuff done. Many of you, if not most of you, can probably knock out at least at least 30 minutes. I mean, I have clients who listen to an hour or more of our audio, but you can probably knock out at least 30 minutes of audio listening, or you can listen to the videos, right? 30 minutes during transition time throughout your day, at least 30 minutes. I, I can almost guarantee you that all of you have at least 30 minutes where you don't even have to be paying full attention, right? So you can be doing something else and still listening. Your brain is still receiving that information. Okay, so it's a great time. Now, what else can you use or what else can you do in transition time? Well, many of my clients also, when they're driving, they're practicing. They're doing modeling practice. They're doing free flow speaking practice. Okay, so you can have your headphones in and you can be walking. People don't know what you're doing. They just think that maybe you're on the phone. Okay. So you can be practicing modeling, free flow speaking, free flow modeling. 
you can be uh, working on a presentation using our ultimate presentation system, which is in the course. You can be working on all those things during transition time, okay? Now, yes, you do want to set aside some dedicated time to sit down and to watch that video and to practice that modeling and to do whatever. But that's just one period. That's just one block of time during your day. You want to use transition time so that you accumulate, you accumulate enough time throughout your day of practice, right? You accumulate enough time throughout your day of audio listening. So here's the other part to using transition time. And this is something that I put in the course as well. Break down your practice times into small chunks or small blocks throughout your entire day. Do not try to save your practice time for the end of the day because you may start doing it, but almost everyone eventually stops doing it because you just you don't have what we call willpower, right? Willpower is something that you have a finite amount of. And when we say willpower, we're really talking about self-control. We're talking about your ability to concentrate and focus on something using our prefrontal cortex, our thinking brain. You only have with so much energy. So if you use that energy uh, because you're thinking about something at work and you're talking to people and you're in meetings or you're programming or you're doing whatever, you're simply not going to have that energy or the energy that you need later to focus on practicing. So what happens to a lot of people is they just, ah, I'm just too tired, just don't feel like it, right? So how do you deal with this? What you do is you build in many practice sessions throughout the day two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, right? Again, you just say, let me just get started. Let me just do a really quick practice session. And you do several of them throughout your day. Do some in the morning time, absolutely, right? So that you get your day going well. So you do a few small practice sessions in the morning. Then you do some in the afternoon. Then maybe you do a little bit in the evening. Does this make sense? So this may be the only way that you accumulate enough time of practicing and listening and watching it. You accumulate enough time to fire and wire in your new speaking style, your new mindset, right? Your new thinking. This may be the only way that you do it because if you're like, okay, I'm going to want to practice uh, during my lunchtime or I want to practice when I get home, <clears throat> you might not feel like it or something might interrupt you, a phone call, a meeting, children, husband, wife, boyfriend, girl, whatever, right? So it's okay to plan out a practice time and say, I'm going to practice for X number of minutes during lunch. I'm going to practice a little bit when I get home. That's cool. But don't wait for those times to practice. Create and build in many practice sessions. It, doesn't, it almost doesn't matter how, how, how small those sessions are, right? It almost doesn't matter how small they are. It's just a matter of you creating the habit of doing them throughout the day. Okay. So Farouk, uh, tell us about your personal experience uh, in terms of practicing and doing things, but also because you're a coach now, tell us about some of the experiences that you've had with helping people 
build this into their schedules, as well as some of the challenges that you found? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So yes, uh, what Michael said makes a lot of sense, obviously. And uh, once again, this is something which I experienced as well, and which I've seen many of my clients experiencing as well. And in fact, uh, the week before, I was just speaking to a client and he was letting me know how he does all of his practice at night. And he was doing all of the practice at night just before sleeping. And I could see in the meetings that his speech was not really improving as much as I wanted to see. And the reason for that is because what you might end up doing is that you might end up using your old speaking style the whole day and then you might just work on your new speaking style at night and then you sleep. And then the next day, you are again doing the same thing. The whole day you're using your old speaking style, speaking in that old way, and then at night you use your new speaking style. So that's now how it would work. So it's really important, as Michael said, to use those transition times so that you do, let's say, 5 to 10 minutes in the morning, 5 to 10 in lunch break, 5 to 10 in the evening, 5 to 10 at night, something like that. And you would find at the end of the day, as a whole, it would make up around half an hour to one hour. And that is what we want. In this way, first of all, you won't get bored of practicing because you're doing short mini sessions all day long. And another main advantage to it would be that it would keep you in your new speaking style. For example, if you're doing the practice in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, you're doing it in these times. So the whole day you are continuously reminding yourself to use your new speaking style. So it would help you to not switch back off to your old speaking style and just work on your new speaking style when you are by yourself. So when you keep working on them, when you keep working on it like that, it really helps you to use it in every speaking conversation. So that is obviously something that is really important. And one thing that I would say is that you guys should find at least some time to work on your speech in the morning after you wake up. Because the work that you do in the morning, it's going to build your whole day up. So what you do in the morning, if you don't work on your speech as much in the morning, then you might not be very motivated to use your new speaking style at the start. And that might hinder your speech. Break. So especially if you just started working on your speech, make sure that you find some time in the morning where you do the practice. And then choose those transition times where you're doing some in the morning, afternoon, evening, and night. So this is what uh, I would like to add. And uh, one more thing, uh, if you allow Michael, uh, would be that what I used to do is that uh, when I was doing all of the practices, like the morning practice, the free flow speaking practice and all, what I especially used to do is that I used to go onto my roof and I used to walk. And I used to just continuously walk for around half an hour to an hour and i used to just speak about random stuff using my new speaking style so i used to work on modeling okay if michael was here how would he say this how would he say that and i used to speak about something going on at work i used to speak about how my day went what are some of my plans for the next week i used to work on modeling the free flow speaking and all and then i used to listen to a lot of audios while i was doing maybe while I was exercising, while I was trying. So you don't have to necessarily, as Michael said, have some extra time where you do the practice. You can also incorporate a lot of it into your 
daily life activities, especially the audio listening and the video watching, especially the audio listening. And as Michael said, many of the clients, what they do is that they work on stuff like modeling while they're driving. So you can also do that. So I don't think that no one can say that I don't have time to work on this much. First of all, it has to be your number one priority. If it is your priority, you will find time to work on it. And even if you have the whole 12 hours busy or the whole 14, 15 hours busy, then you can substitute your practice uh, in times where you are doing something else, as my says, like exercising while you're on a drive or something like that. Most of the people I've seen that while they are on their drive to work and back, it is at least like half an hour to an hour or one and a half hours. So that time is really great to work on speech. So as I said, if speech is your number one priority, you would find that. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, man. That was great. <clears throat> um, a couple of points. One, your speech and your mindset has to be your number one priority. So I says, well, no, my family's my number one. My, my job is my number one, right? But, but hey, you are always with yourself. Your brain is always with you. Your speech is always with you. If it's not your number one priority, trust me, you will not think about it because this is, this is a little bonus that I'm going to give you right now. Uh, one question and one challenge that everyone has 100% is being able to remind themselves to use their new speaking style while they're speaking, right? Sometimes they'll remember before a conversation. Sometimes they won't even remember until they're halfway into a conversation or afterwards. So how in the world can you remind yourself <clears throat> while you're speaking to use your new speaking style and hold that throughout the entire time that you're speaking? Part of it has to do with what Farouk said. Your speech has to be your number one priority because if it's not your number one priority, then whatever it is that you're talking about or whatever you're thinking about, whatever has your attention during that time or during that day will become your number one priority. And your basal ganglia, the part of our brain that manages habits and so forth, will simply do its job and it'll take over and you'll revert back to speaking and thinking and acting the same way that you usually do. Right? That's its job, right? is to keep you in a state of homeostasis, right? where you're, just, you're comfortable, even though it's uncomfortable, it's what we call uncomfortable comfortability. So it's uncomfortable to be struggling with your speech, but it's also comfortable because you've been doing it your whole life. So your brain wants to keep you there so that it can use less energy. Right? When you have to think about how you're speaking in a positive way, okay, I need to speak this way. I need to remember to breathe. I need to remember to slow down, right? These are two key techniques, right, that help the most people the fastest. If you're not reminding yourself to do that the whole time you're speaking, then you won't do it. You almost can't do it, right? You just won't do it. You'll just revert back to speaking the way you usually speak. So your speech, number one, has to be your number one priority, which means you have to set an intention that says, you know what, I'm going to work on my speech every day. I'm going to do a little bit all throughout the day, like Farouk says, because it keeps you 
keeps reminding you, oh, okay, I'm supposed to be using my new speaking style. I just got finished doing a two-minute practice, right? So it's fresh, keeps it at the top of your mind. But what about while you're speaking? So while you're speaking, you're probably thinking, well, Michael, I don't have time to be thinking about my speaking style while I'm speaking because I'm thinking about the content, the ideas I want to get across, or I'm thinking about the people who are there, or whatever. But the truth is, your brain has enough capacity to do both things, right? You can do both things. You just have to set an intention to do it, right? Which means you have to make a decision all throughout the day. You have to keep making this decision that whenever I speak, it's practice time. I'm always practicing. Every conversation is practice. So when I'm speaking, first I have to be aware that I'm speaking. I did, uh, in fact, I sent out a couple of videos that I hope you guys got on how to speak like you walk. When you're walking, you just get up, you walk, you don't think about it. Eventually, we, we want to get to that where you're not thinking about techniques and breathing and all that. But initially, to change your speaking style and change your mindset, you are going to have to think about how you're speaking. And you're going to have to think about one or two specific techniques that will smooth out your speech. And you'll have to keep reminding yourself throughout the entire conversation. You might remind yourself in the beginning, but seconds later, you'll revert back to your old speaking style. This is normal in the beginning. So as soon as you realize, uh-oh, I'm running out of air, I'm getting stuck, bam, that's an indicator, oh, I'm not breathing, I'm not extending my words, I'm not slowing myself down. Bam, do it right then. And guess what? Seconds later, you'll revert back again, and then you have to remind yourself again. Now, here's the thing. You need to be reminding yourself to do this in every conversation, not just in an important work meeting or important phone call. You have to do it when it's no pressure around family, friends, by yourself. When it's low pressure, right? When it's medium pressure, when it's high pressure. You also have to start creating and taking advantage of more speaking opportunities, right? Remember, it's all about building momentum, building momentum. Use transition time. Tell yourself, I'm just going to get started. Just going to work on this a minute. And then when you're speaking, you also have to be aware that you're speaking and be aware of how you're speaking. Okay. So raising this awareness is also a habit. You're developing the habit of being aware, hey, I'm speaking now. And number two, this is how I need to speak. Because trust me, if you don't develop the habit of being aware that you're speaking and how you're speaking, your basal ganglia will do its job and take over and you'll speak the way you've always spoken. That's why so many people say, well, okay, I know I can do this when I'm by myself. I know how to practice this. But as soon as I get in a conversation or as soon as I get in a higher pressure conversation, this is what people say, all of that goes out the window, right? Goes out the window. And this is why, this is, this is why you have to do what Farouk said. You got to do many practice sessions throughout the day. So it's at the top of mind. So, you, so you're thinking about it. You have to listen to audio so that it's in your mind, right? And then you have to be aware, uh-oh, I'm, I'm speaking right now. I'm getting ready to speak. And I need to be reminding myself this whole time to breathe more 
and to, for example, extend my words. I need to be reminding myself to do this the whole time, right? And once you have that in your mind and you create that mindset and that habit of reminding yourself to do that and then doing it, you're going to find, also because of your basal ganglia, that as you remind yourself to do it, you're actually firing the neurons together that manage that thought process. You're firing the neurons together that manage your breathing. You're firing the neurons together that manage your extending your words or slowing down your speech. So the more you fire them together, Head's Law, the more you fire them together, the more they wire together, the stronger they get, the sooner you get to automaticity, which is where we all want to be, where we're just not thinking about it. Okay. So this is a process, but it, it happens when you become aware that you're speaking and how you're speaking and you remind yourself the whole time. So this whole thing that we're talking about, these, these two tricks, and I've just given you a huge bonus, a huge bonus. I mean, this is one challenge that every single person has had and you will have it until you get to a place of automaticity. So uh, thank you for joining in, Jeff. So we've talked about two tricks, which hopefully you heard. Uh, we'll just kind of go back over those really fast. One has to do with the cat technique. Just get yourself started. Let me just get started. Let me just do a little bit. Let me just open this up. Let me just say a little bit. Get the momentum going. Second trick has to do with doing things in your downtime, doing things during transition time, having stuff playing in the background, practicing while you're driving, while you're walking, while you're exercising, and using that time to really accumulate, accumulate a lot of practice time, a lot of listening time. And these two tricks uh, are, are techniques, if you will, that can make the difference between your being successful or not. So Jeff, uh, share with us maybe a little bit of your experience with these things and, and, and things that you've found. Yeah, so, you know, I started with the Pro90D about two years ago, and uh, I have three kids. I have a nine-year-old, a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and I'm married, and uh, a full-time, position as an attorney and all that. So, um, you know, I always had the built-in excuse that there was no time to practice, right? I couldn't possibly um, uh, block off 30 minutes or an hour to practice speech. And then, you know, over uh, time, I started to identify that I do have five minutes there. I do have 10 minutes there. I can block off 20 minutes between nine o'clock and uh, nine twenty in the morning. Uh, so, you know, I it's it's so important to uh, that our, if I can um, reference the first step is to just get started. I think that's everything. I think that we tend to underestimate the the importance of just the starting for one minute, right? So just challenge yourself to start practicing for one minute. And I would estimate, and obviously this is just an estimate and not substantiated by much, 
other than my own uh, personal experience and perhaps experience of others. But if you commit to one minute, that often turns into five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, I've often been driving and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to turn the radio off, turn the music off, or, you know, uh, put an audio on for Michael Williams. And I'll go ahead and I will uh, set my, my watch for five minutes. And then it'll be 30 minutes and it's still going and I'm practicing my speech as well. And, and so, you know, if you start to accumulate those, you're casting these crucial votes, right? For becoming a new, uh, different, more dynamic speaker. And it starts, honestly starts with just a commitment for one minute, right? And if, you do start that and do that daily. I promise you that it'll blossom into uh, longer practice sessions and more often too. Thank you, Jeff. Thank yeah. you. Really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So want to just highlight a couple of things while we're going over this. Uh, if you guys have questions for uh, any of us, right? Go ahead and put those into the chat box. Anything related to what we talked about today or to the Pro90 Smooth Speech system or anything like that, uh, challenges that you're having, please type that into chat box. Uh, hopefully you guys can see a few things that I've posted. There should be some buttons up there. One of those is going to be for you to save $100 off of our self-study course. It's a webinar special. Click that button, and if, you, if you're not taking the course now, get into the course. There's a community built around it. They do practice sessions. We have some practice sessions with Farouk. Vince, we're going to have some with Jeff. So this is going to give you the entire system, which we've been building now for more than a decade. It is science-based. It's science-based, but it's also people-tested, that is, professionals from around the world, just like you, for more than a decade, have been giving us feedback, and we take that feedback and we make the course better and better and better. It's also come from our personal experience. I started for more than around 30 years or so, right? My speech is still not perfect, still not 100%, and no one's is, right? No one's speech is 100%, 100% of the time. So get that out of your mind that your speech is not, never going to be 100%, 100% of the time. But the system is there to give you all the tools that you need to take you from wherever you are now. If it's blocking, if it's speaking too fast, if it's anticipating and worrying about your speech, if it's running out of air, if it's just situational where you know, around certain people or certain speaking situations, all of a sudden your mind gets cloudy and foggy, uh, you're repeating yourself, you're not saying what you want to say. All of those and any of those, it's making presentations. If it's interviewing, I can't tell you how many people we've worked with to help them get jobs, sometimes in a very short period of time, doubling their income, tripling their income, making tens of thousands of dollars more in a short period of time because they went through this process. So for some of you, starting with the self-study is going to be 
your best option. Click that link, get that discount right now. It's not going to be there forever. Others of you want to accelerate your progress, and the best way to do that is to work with us one-on-one. -on -one. We have some custom coaching packages, but we also have our traditional packages. So if you stutter, you're going to want to look at that. Uh, you can work right now with myself and with Farouk, and Jeff is in training, and he'll be available to start working with people pretty soon as well. <clears throat> we, we're all people who have stuttered, and, uh, and so we understand from the inside what it's like, and we have a system in place. Again, it's been, been working on it for more than a decade that can help you with your speech. We've helped, I've helped probably thousands of people. I have 45,000 students, more than 45,000 students. And so we've helped people go through this process. So you wanna go ahead and click on the button to book your call if you're serious and you're ready <clears throat> about transforming your speech. It's the fastest way, it's the best way. And what I say is that uh, we can help you to start speaking smoothly, calmly, and confidently in 30 days, or we'll continue to work with you until you do, right? We'll continue to work with, that's our guarantee now, because uh, now you've got to do the work, right? We're not just going to keep working with you, and you're not doing the work, because again, it's about changing your brain, right? It's only you can do that through your own activities, so you have to do the work but we'll work with you if we need to longer. So, and you'll start to see results in 30 days or less. Many people start seeing results in a week, uh, in two or three weeks. Definitely within a month, you will start seeing results if you're doing the work, I promise you, okay? Um, so you're gonna wanna go ahead and book a call. Uh, we also will, if you book a call with me, but you wanna work with Farouk, then we'll make that happen as well, right? So you can work with him. But book a call. Uh, you can also learn more, if you need to, about uh, the coaching program, about the process by clicking on the learn more button, right? That'll take you to the coaching page. And on that page, you can scroll down and you'll find Farouk's calendar and his information, right? It'll take you to his page. So just wanted to mention those things to you. Uh, the longer you wait to work on your speech, the more ingrained it, bec it becomes, right? The more of a habit it becomes, the harder it is to change, the more it becomes a part of your identity and your personality. I can't tell you how many clients I've had who have who told me, I was talking to a couple people last night, they're not even my clients, and they were telling me how many opportunities they've passed up because of their speech. Now, they don't even start, but they do struggle with public speaking how many opportunities they've passed up because they've been struggling with their speech. So, so Farouk and Jeff, say a little bit about the opportunities that, that you can recall, right, that you passed up because you struggled with your speech and you hadn't really fixed it yet. So let's start with Farouk. Maybe tell us, I don't know if you have an experience or something with that. Yeah, sure. So just before that, uh, one more thing that I really wanted to add into the session uh, would be your speech becomes your priority when you have your why clear. So you have to make sure that you have your why clear in your mind. Why are you working on your speech? Because if you have that why, 
crystal clear in your mind that itself would make you go on so for example when i was working on my speech my why my goal was to reach that goal in itself kept me motivated and inspired to work on my speech every single day so your why needs to be clear and your why needs to be something big like why you want to work on your speech why you want your speech to change like what sort of what sort of an impact you would like to have in this world with your speech how you would like to let's say change the world with your speech how would you like to impact people's lives in a positive way with your speech and look at <clears throat> the amount of financial needs then look at the amount of relationships you would be a part of if you had your speech smooth out just look what sort of an impact it would have on your mindset so when you have these things clear in your mind then they by themselves make you work on your speech more and more so have your why very clear like ask yourself why do i want to work on my speech why do i want my speech to change what sort of an impact i would like to have with it and when my speech changes what would my finances look like what would my relationships look like etc etc and you would find that just by changing your speech your opportunities start to go towards the next level from what i've seen so far the people who are at the top of their the people who are at the top of their fields they are the ones who are excellent and amazing speakers sometimes the people who are more skilled work under them just because they are not able to speak as well or just because they are not excellent and great speakers like them so your speech can freely take your job can freely take your opportunities your life towards that next level so just knowing that in your mind just having that clear in your mind would make you work on your speech more and more and that is something that would start to really take your speech towards that next level and once again i've seen it with all of my clients i've seen it with myself that many many opportunities have been missed by people just because of this speech now i had a client who said that there was a job that he really really liked he wanted to go for it but he just knew that in that job he would need to speak. he would need to speak it so there would be a lot of speaking in that job so just because of that he changed his jobs although he really liked to do it but just because of speaking he missed that so that has to be very clear in your mind and once you know that in itself can make you go on this page so that is what i'm like jeff before you respond let me answer this question okay um so ivan you ask us uh how do you stop the negative chatter chat when a new when a new speaking situation has not gone as planned uh, this absolutely has happened to all of us and it will happen and it will continue to happen right where something doesn't go the way you you would have liked it to go the way you planned it to go even you might have practiced you might have prepared and just didn't go well <clears throat> so this is what we call ruminating right ruminating when you ruminate you kind of look back it's kind of like worrying about something that happened in the past if you will so you look back and just keep going over and over and thinking about it negative chatter again very very common what you want to do is first of all understand that this is going to happen you're going to have some speaking experiences that don't go your way and so we have something that we call this the bump in the road 
right? You look at it like a bump in the road on your journey to wherever you're going. And a bump in the road is you're driving along and you go over a little bump or you go over a pothole. You're going to hit bumps in the road if you're moving, right? But what you generally don't do is you don't stop after that bump and back up over it and get out your car and look and go, Man, what the heck, why in the hell did I run over this bump? I just, I'm always running over these bumps. Like you don't get out, get out of your car and stop and, you know, complain about the bump and look at the bump, talk about the bump, back up over the bump and keep going over it. You just keep going and you try to navigate your way around any future bumps that you might see, if you can, right? So you look at it like, you just tell yourself, hey, that was just a bump in the road. I will have more opportunities in the future. Never look at, it doesn't matter if it's an interview, a big presentation or a conversation, Never think that this is it. Oh my God, this is it. You have to remember, you're always going to have another opportunity. Right? So this kind of gives you hope. You say, hey, there's going to be other opportunities for me to perform well. And then the next thing that you want to do is ask yourself, okay, what did I do well and what could I have done better? Not what did I do wrong? How, why did I mess up? How did I mess up? No. So what did I do well? Well, I started off well. I remember the and then all of a sudden I, I just forgot. It just went out the window, right? Okay, all right. Now, what can I do better the next time? This is forward thinking. This is more constructive. What can I do better the next time? Well, next time I can remind myself to do these things. Or next time I can make sure that before there's a next time, I'm putting a little bit more time in practice, like we've been talking about, right? Because everything accumulates. Or next time, I know that I need to be aware of how I'm speaking in a positive way. And, and for example, I need to remind myself to breathe more. I need to remind myself to breathe more. I need to remind myself to extend my words, to slow down. Let me give you an example. Uh, often when I'm in an Uber, uh, the person is a Spanish speaker. So uh, Spanish is kind of my second language, not 100% fluid. So in Spanish, I tend to struggle. I mean, I can block can't get words out. All, all those kinds of things happen to me in Spanish. So I don't have the confidence or the identity built up yet, which is why I practice. So we're in the car and can't get those first few words out. I wait. I figure out how to get something out. Struggle. I'll get it out. Then we'll start a conversation. And during that ride, I'll get more and more fluent, more and more relaxed, more and more confident. So the first one was that bump in the road, man, just terrible. But because I kept driving, because I kept pushing, I got more and more conf confident and comfortable. And what did I do? I created a successful speaking experience, right? I didn't think about the fact that I couldn't get started, that I got stuck. I just thought about the fact that, hey, eventually I was able to speak pretty fluently. So you also have to keep your focus on your successes, celebrate your successes, kind of forget about those bumps. Only think about them in the sense of, what could I have done better? What, what did I not do? And what can I do the next time? And then you just have to keep moving forward. I have a client who used to ruminate all the time, all the time, just he lose sleep over stuff, right? And now he just sent me a video yesterday that, you know what, uh, I had these meetings, I had go to a wedding, so, and I didn't lose any sleep at all. You know, there are still times where I might worry about something, which is normal, right? But 
but I'm just not worried about it in the same way. I'm not going back and thinking about it over and over. So it's a process. And if you go back and watch this video, you'll, you can see the things that I'm sharing with you that will help you do that. I promise you it will help you, but you got you to gotta go through the process and you got to kind of look at it in this way. So I hope that that answered your question. Um, let's have Jeff share. And then there's another question. What do you advise to do before presentation? Okay, um, I'll answer that, but let me have Jeff go ahead and share his thoughts on, you can share your thoughts on the question or on whatever, you don't have to share it on. Yeah, no, if I can um, just piggyback off of uh, that response. So, you know, the, and, and it, it's, it's such a great uh, question to ask because this occurs all the time for people who stutter or struggle with their speech. It's something that would transpire all the time with um, my own personal speaking experiences, right? Where you'd say, oh my, like, I can't believe I got uh, a stuck for five seconds there, 10 seconds. It was so embarrassing. I was looking at everybody and, you know, that they were um, putting their eyes down or whatever it may be. So uh, very uncomfortable, body language, all that. So and then after I started with the uh, Pro 90D uh, speech program, you know, you started to pivot a little bit, right? And you start to look at those as some opportunities, right? Because ultimately the foundation of this program is to create a new a speaking identity, right? And it extends so much further beyond just the spoken uh word so you know it's self-talk it's affirmations and self-talk and affirmations account for a lot you know as far as time account for a lot um, larger percentage of your time than actually speaking aloud so even if I had a, a poor or a, a bad uh, speaking situation I got stuck several times and you know i would catch that that initial thought of i can't believe that happened i'm terrible at speaking and then all of a sudden you become aware of it right and you stop and you say but you know i've been practicing for three months i you know i am improving i've had other the similar speaking situations where I've done great. It's just a matter of time. Uh, so maybe next time around, I just have to take my time a little bit. Uh, perhaps I need to extend and blend a little more. And so you're more constructive, right? With the, the, um, the evaluation or the assessment afterwards. And also it's kind of, you know, it's a two prong thing. It's a, you're, you know, you're um, more constructive in your personal feedback with your speech. And then also you're reinforcing this new this speaking identity as well. So it, you know, it, it's a win-win for you. Um, so you just have to be mindful of that. And it does take time uh, to cultivate that, right? So, you know, but it's just about to catching yourself in those thought patterns as early as you can 
and then trying to view that as an opportunity to say, okay, you know what, uh, I, I, you know, uh, I'm aware of these thoughts and I'm uh, pivoting off them now. And I, and in the process, I'm creating this new speaking identity. So that's really what we're doing there. Um, and, and I, you know, that, 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 that answers uh, Stephen's uh, question as well, I think about presentations, you know, it's exactly the same thing. The self-talk and affirmations start uh, before, during, and after the presentation. Um, so um, uh, don't uh, minimize these opportunities to reinforce a new speaking, uh, speaking identity before or after these uh, the speaking situations or if it's a presentation. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. So the self-talk is extreme. In fact, without self-talk, we say really none of this will work. Self-talk before, self-talk during, believe it or not, and self-talk afterwards. It's very, very important. So let me just uh, add a little bit more to your answer about what to do before a presentation. We have a whole module as well as some information and other modules in the system. So if you don't have the system, what I'm giving you is just very, very brief. Buy the system, it's worth it. You're gonna get your money back a thousand, 10,000 times in your future job, as well as existing how you feel. So just get the system, you're gonna spend that money on something anyway, trust me, you've already spent it. So a couple of things you wanna do um, using our system is you want to definitely do uh, a lot of self-talk visualization, something that we call verbalization. So you kind of want to see yourself speaking well. I remember for me that 50% of my confidence, 50% of my confidence came from the structure, the way I structured my presentation. The other 50% came from my speaking style. So I had two people that I would model and I, used a structure that allowed me to not use notes or, or scripts because I didn't like to read them, right? But it also helped me be able to interact and engage with the audience. And so I used a question answer category number structure. We also use Vic and Rick. And I would prepare, I would always be preparing for that presentation because I didn't need notes. I didn't need to have to stop and sit and look at notes. I had we create the structure up here so that I could always prepare. I'm always with myself. I always have my brain so I can prepare while I'm driving, while I'm walking during transition time. I'm always preparing, have the structure. And a lot of it has to do with shifting and keeping your focus on what it should be. So in presentations and interviews, a lot of times we get distracted by other things, by what happened in the past, by certain words that we have to use, by who we're talking to, the audience. This is where Vic and Rick comes in. You should be focused on serving that audience, on answering that question, on being relevant, right? Rick, relevancy, on engaging, right? Or interacting, the I, interacting with that person, impacting. How am I going to impact this person so that they can understand and hear what I'm saying? So this has lot to do with your speaking style. So if in the back of my mind, I'm like, is this relevant? 
is this valuable? That's the V in, in V. Is, is what I'm saying valuable to this person at this time, to this conversation? Is this relevant and valuable? Am I holding their attention by the way that I'm speaking? That's just in the back of your mind. Am I inflecting? Am I modulating my voice? Am I making good eye contact? Am I using my body? Right? These are all constructive things. And then the, the content comes in also in the value. Am I offering valuable content? And then the C is clarity. Two parts to this. Uh, clarity in your speaking style. Am I enunciating? I like to call it articulating. Am I speaking too low, speaking too high, speaking too fast? So am I engaging them? Are they able to understand what I'm saying because of my style? And then the second part of the C has to do with structure. Is what I'm saying logical? Can they follow what I'm saying or am I all over the place? Okay. So this is a thinking framework that, trust me, you can have in the back of your mind. You can have it as you prepare and you can have it while you're speaking. It's become automatic for me, but it's in the back of my mind. I'm self-monitoring how I'm looking, how I'm sounding. Am I using my body? Am I engaging? Right? Is this logical? It's kind of in the back of my mind. Now, what does that do? It's what we call a positive distractor. It's, it's a positive. I'm being distracted, but in a positive way. I'm focusing on something that's constructive that's actually helping me communicate with you better. If you think about that, you don't have time to be negatively distracted, right? To be thinking about the audience. What are they thinking of me? Uh, what about this word? I'm not gonna be able to say this word. Uh-oh, I'm getting stuck here. Uh-oh, wait a minute, I'm getting cloudy. I can't think of what this is. Uh-oh, now everything's going well because now I'm, I'm getting distracted. I don't have time to get distracted if I'm just thinking about Dick and Rick and the audience, okay? so. That's a little mini course on uh, what to do before presentations as well as during presentations, okay? All right, guys, we are at 1.14. If you don't have any other questions for us, I want to strongly encourage you, if you don't have the course, get the course. If you have the course, uh, or if you don't have the course and you want to accelerate your progress, you're gonna wanna work with one of us because you're gonna miss opportunities if you don't. And it's unnecessary. It doesn't matter if you stutter or block or whatever it is, we've cracked the code, we've solved the problem. This actually does work, right? It depends on how much work you put into it, but this process will work for you, okay? Uh, any kind of uh, final words from Farouk and Jeff before we wrap up? Just something real brief that you wanna leave the audience with. Hmm. So, not much, Michael. I think we have discussed about a whole lot of stuff in this session. And, uh, like, as we said, like, some points that I would really like you guys to have with you when you go away from the session is one thing to know your why, the second thing to make your speech your number one priority, and make sure that you do the work every single day. And we can almost guarantee that this system will work for everyone as long as they do the required amount of work. This might only not work for you if you're not doing it. So it's based on science. It has worked for, as Michael said, thousands and tens of thousands of clients in the past. So it would work for you as well, no matter what your starting point is, no matter 
what your situation is. But you have to do just one thing, and that one thing is to make sure that you do the amount of work on your speech every single day, find small chunks of time, do whatever you need to do in order to motivate yourself, to inspire yourself to work on your speech every day. And if you keep working on your speech like that, like we can almost guarantee that there is nothing which can stop you from reaching your speech goals. So know your why, make your speech your number one priority, and do the required amount of work and take your speech to the next level. So, Thank you for it. Uh, Jeff? Yeah, no, I uh, I think what uh, Farouk said is great and absolutely true. Um, you know, it's called the, the Pro 90D because it takes, you know, it takes uh, 90 days to uh, firmly establish this new way of speaking. So it takes time, it takes some effort, but as Farouk said it's grounded in science and neuroscience and it works it just works so it's just a matter of time and effort and if I can do it then you know everybody can do it and uh, but it but it just takes uh, commitment and a priority uh, so that's all all right thank you guys for uh, joining me Farouk and Jeff Thank all of you uh, who are on this webinar for joining us today. Thank you for your questions, great questions. And those of you that will be watching the replay, um, thank you for doing that. Take action, webinar is great, videos are great, but ultimately you need to plug yourself into a system and a process if you wanna see uh, real change and long-term change. I'm gonna be sending out a video, a little short video that I got from Mona uh, name is Mona Jones now. Just got it. Um, you'll have to excuse the 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 quality of the video because she just shot it for me real quick, and she's going to shoot some more uh, of better quality. But the sound is great, and you can see her and everything. But I'm going to shoot that out because it's super inspirational, and she basically says the same thing that we're saying here. So we'll get that out to you as well. But I look forward to seeing you inside the course or working with us privately and uh, thank you so much, okay?